Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Come on, lift your Bibles out. Let's make our confession of faith together. Let's go. I'm ready to hear, then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. God, we pray tonight that you would speak to us with clarity, speak to us with strength, speak to us with power tonight. God, have your way in this experience, in this building, and online. God, we need to hear from you, and we have expectation that you're going to speak to us now. We lay down every burden. We lay down every obstacle, we lay down every heavy thing, and we cast our care on you because you care for us, and we give you praise now in Jesus' name. Can I get you to take 10 seconds and just put a praise in this building and online? Come on. Let's saturate this atmosphere. Come on. Let's saturate this atmosphere. 10, come on. 9, come on. 8, 7, 6, come on. 5. Why am I praising him? Because he's been good. Why am I praising him? Because my next 12 are going to be my best 12. Why am I praising him? Because he's a way maker. Why am I praising him? Because he's faithful. Why am I praising him? Because he's never let me down. Why am I praising him? Because he's never lost a battle. Why am I praising him? He can do anything but fail. Everybody shout, yes, Lord. Let's go to work. Grab a seat. Our series is Emmanuel, which means this, God is with us. Somebody say, God is with us. God is with us. Now, I ended our last series, She's a Bad Mama Jama, and I was introducing Mary, who is Jesus' mama or Jesus' mother. And we were introduced to her in the Gospels by Dr. Luke. Dr. Luke 
is a Gentile, that means a non-Hebrew uh, physician that introduces us to Mary and Joseph in a way that Matthew and Mark do not. So in Luke 1, 26, it says, in the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to a town in Galilee. Stop. This is important to me because God waited into the middle of the year to tell her something. Which means, watch me, that means for the first part of the year, she was dealing with something without clarity about why she was dealing with it. And for some of you, I need you to hear me and hear me clearly, that sometimes God will wait until you're in the middle of the thing before he explains to you why you're in the thing that you're in. Which is the reason why you cannot give up, you cannot throw in the towel, you cannot be that type of person. Why? Because God says, I'm going to let you go through hell, and halfway through, I'm going to tell you why you got to keep going. I'm going to let you go through some betrayal, through some hurt, through some pain, through some issues, and I'm not going to explain it to you up front. And this is where real faith is developed. Real faith is developed in the in-between because in the in-between time, baby, that's the mean time. And sometimes the mean time is the mean time. He waits until six months in before he tells her anything. And for some of you, I need you to hear me. God's not going to announce to you up front why you have to go through it. He's going to wait to tell you until you get to the middle of it. He's not going to wait until you get to the end of the situation. He's going to tell you in the middle. He's not going to tell you up front. But he's going to tell you in the middle. Somebody say in the middle. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel. In other words, God sent Gabriel's name in Greek, in the language of our New Testament, it means man of God. God sent a man of God. And for everybody watching me, you think that you just tuned into this. I need you to know that this has been a divine appointment. You were just clicking through. I'm talking to somebody, and all of a sudden, something made you stop. What made you stop is that God says, let me tell you in the middle of what you're dealing with, why you're dealing with it. In other words, God has sent a man of God to you with an announcement for you. For those of you in this building, you didn't find Harvest on accident. You didn't find Bishop Foreman on accident. God says, I have divinely appointed for you to connect with a man of God that can speak a message, not a sermon, but a message. What's the difference? A sermon is what you get when you do wrong. We call them life-giving messages. Why? Because it's designed to speak life into your life. Every time God is ready to change your trajectory, he will introduce a voice to shape your vision. Mm. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel, which means a man of God, to a town in Galilee. Galilee in Greek means a surge from an electrical current. A surge from an electrical current, uh, uh, which means unconnected moments finally connect. Now, you'll notice the word surge is underlined on the screen because surge means everybody shout fast. Uh -uh, you didn't shout it. All you did was say it loud. Everybody shout fast. Instantaneously, once there's a surge, that means something that was not working is now working. Something that I couldn't see, I now see. Something that was not present before is now present. In other words, watch me. Have you ever walked into the room, the room was totally dark, you flipped the switch, and all of a sudden you can see everything that was in the room? You missed it. You looked at the room, and when you saw it, it was dark. When the switch was flipped, you were able to see everything that you were about to enjoy. I'm here to flip your switch this December to tell you that God says there's some stuff that's already been prepared for you that you're about to walk in and enjoy. I need you to act like your next 12 are going to be your best 12. I need you to act like you're about to be grateful you didn't give up. I need you to say my next 12 will be my best 12. My
It means a surge, a surge. It happens quick, fast, and in a hurry. It's literally one moment there was nothing there. The next moment it's there. That's a surge, and it comes from an electrical current. An electrical current means that power over here has got to connect with power over here. Something that's already established here has got to connect with something that's over here. And when that gets connected, oh, when that gets connected, all of a sudden what's in that is now in this. This is why you have to be careful that in this time of your life that you don't have people around you that are not expecting anything. This is why in this time of your life you can't have people around you that are negative, people that are walking around with bad state attitudes. Why? Because I don't need what's in you connecting and getting off in me. I don't need your negativity off in my mind. I don't need your doubt in my mind. I need people around me that will say, baby, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I need people around me that will say, God's ready. I'm ready. You ready. Let's go. You need people that when you feel low, they will get in your face and say, get your act together. That when you don't feel like worshiping, they'll say, you better put your hand in the air. I'll hit you in the face. You need people. An electrical current. Now, check this out. It, it, means, it means things finally connect because there's a current, and a current brings me into my current. A current brings me into my current. In other words, what connects explains my past, my present, and my future. So look at the screen. It's, it, it means unconnected moments finally connect. This is where Mary dwell. The reason was Galilee, the city or the town she was in was Nazareth. Everybody say Nazareth. Now, uh, in that, we learn uh, something interesting uh, when we look at verse 27. It says that she's a virgin. And I tell this to you, that God picks the inexperienced but the prepared. Mary was inexperienced for what she was about to do. Here she is getting ready to birth a child, and she's never uh, had sexual relations in order to produce a child. And for many of you, what does that mean? It means your process will not match somebody else's process because they had to do all of this, and all you did was show up. <laughs> Some of you, let me tell you what your next 12 is going to be full of. Stuff that seems too good to be true because you didn't have to work like a dog to get it. Stuff that seems like, God, are you sure? God says, listen, you were not experienced, but you were prepared. Come here, David. You've never fought a Goliath, but you fought a lion and a bear. In other words, you've never dealt with this specific issue, but you've dealt with issue. You've never dealt with this specific challenge, but you've dealt with challenges. You've never dealt with this specific obstacle, but you've overcome obstacles. And I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, you may not be prepared. Sorry, say this, say this. You may not be experienced, but you are prepared. Why? Because what Mary was about to give birth to wasn't no regular baby. She was about to give birth to a child that was going to outdo her. And she had to be secure in herself to not compete with her child. Why? He was going to be king of kings and the lord of lords and the great I am. And whenever God's going to give you something big to produce in the earth, he needs to make sure that you don't, don't get insecure. Because what you produce will be celebrated more than you. I need you to act like what God's going to do through you is going to be so big people will see it and miss you. Why? They're going to give him glory and say, we know it had to be the Lord. I, 
I need you to not be thirsty for attention. I need you to not be thirsty for applause. Because when people look at it, they're going to say, this had to be God. This had to be God. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. She's inexperienced, but she's prepared. 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 See, all of her life was finally about to make sense. She was inexperienced, but she was prepared. She was inexperienced, but she was prepared. Look, let me tell you where your struggle is. There's things that are in front of you that you have never done before. Let me give you something very simple. For some of you, you've never been faithful to something before. You watch your bloodline quit when things got difficult. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. So watch me. So, so what it is for you, see, what you may be giving birth to is a faithful version of yourself. Because you watch everybody else in your bloodline do something for two years and quit. You watch them always give up and make it spiritual. The Lord has shifted me. The Lord ain't never shifted them because they're shifting. Y'all ain't said that to me. They just can't be committed to nothing. They're just not faithful to nothing but you. When you were born, the interruption... I feel like preaching to the dysfunction was born. When you were born, the curse breaker was born. When you were born, the interruption to the dysfunction was born. So look, God picks the inexperienced but the prepared. She's pledged in marriage to a man. What's his name? What's his name? Joseph and Mary have plans. And I need you to listen. Heaven wants you to make plans. God wants you to make them. Only so he can interrupt them. <clears throat> but let me tell you where many people mess up. Is that you won't even make them. So you give him nothing to interrupt. Back that up with scripture. He does exceedingly, abundantly. Above all we ask, that means to pray or think. That thinking there means I didn't just sit up and contemplate it, but I began to plan it. I began to get ready. See, some of you, here's what happens, is that you're like, God, whatever you want to do. And God says, right, but what I need you to do is I need you to ask me what I want you to do. Then I'm going to have you write it out. Then I'm going to interrupt it. But what I just need to know is that when I interrupt it, you ain't going to be no punk. Mm -mm. I just need to know that when I interrupt it, you're not going to run. I just need to know that when I interrupt it, you will say, okay, God, now the plan has to change, but you've still got a plan for my life. Because if I've got a pulse, you've got a plan. If I've got a pulse, you've got a plan. And I'm okay with you interrupting my plans, but don't go on it. i got to give you a plan to work with. I need you to catch the simplicity of that because many times when things don't go according to your plan, you will get frustrated, you'll get angry, you'll get mad. Here's what you'll even say. The devil is attacking. Is the devil attacking or is heaven interrupting? Could it be that what you called an attack was really a realignment? Shut up. Could it be that what you call spiritual warfare was really God getting you in the place he wanted you to be in the first place? Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. In fact, could it be that God had to run you out of some places so it could get you to the right places so that you'd be able to rule and to reign and to conquer and subdue? Say, Lord, do what you want to do, how you want to do it in my life. This is important because they have a plan. Their plan is we're going to get married. We're going to get these registries. We're going to have Amazon. We're going to have Target. We're going to have Bed Bath Beyond. We're going to have all these registries. We're going to get married. And this is what we're going to do. And then marry. We're going to get busy. Let's get busy. We're going to have some kids and all of that. And God says, no. God says, listen to me. What you thought was perfect, Joseph, and Mary, I'm about to now, watch me, I'm about to make her messy to you. 
Because what made her attractive to you, please listen to me, what made it attractive to you is that it was pure. But now, but now if you're not spiritual, you'll think it's impure now. Y'all, y'all, that's, that's, that's too deep for somebody. In other words, God says, listen, this is why you got to walk by faith. And it's a day-by-day decision. Because, listen, if you're looking for something perfect, then you ain't going to be able to candle God's plan. Because God's plan is always going to have a little mess up in it. His plans are never going to be perfect. His plans are never going to be, not because he's not perfect, but because we're not perfect. Pledge of marriage to a man named Joseph, who was of the house of David. And the virgin's name was what? Mary. If I say Mary. Come on, talk to me. Say Mary. Now, here's what we learned. Mary's, um, Mary's name, uh, it meant she desired a child. That means she wanted more. And everybody, listen, there's nothing wrong with wanting more. As a Christian, there's nothing wrong with wanting more for your life. There's nothing wrong with wanting to do better financially. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be out of debt. There's nothing wrong with wanting to have a house, have a car, have a house in Denver and Atlanta and Miami. You can sit there and try to have your one house if you want to, but it looked to me like you sitting next to a two-house somebody. I looked to me like you on chat with a two-house somebody. And watch me. They rent an apartment now, but that's all right. Give them 12 months. They're going to have two properties. I, I wish you would put a praise in this atmosphere. Why? I'm blessed to be a blessing. This ain't for me. This is so that I can point at it and say, if it had not been for the Lord that was on my She wanted more. She desired a child, which in Hebrew culture, what have I taught you? That women saw their worth connected to their ability to produce children. So she thought if I can't have a child, then something, then there's a problem. I want more. And the way I want more is to get a child. Listen, she desired more. Say, it's okay okay. to desire more. more. Say, but make sure sure I I do it God's way. Because Mary, it's hidden in her name. She didn't. Because hidden in her name, her name means to rebel. To get more, she begins to rebel. So she thinks, you know what, doing it God's way. Everybody listen to me. If you've ever been called a good guy or a good girl, let me tell you something. What you thought is I need to start acting like these other whoremongers out here. Excuse me, this is Wednesday. Come on, I got to be real. you like, I'm the good one. I'm faithful. I'm nice. I'm this. It seemed like if I act crazy, that they'll want you when you act crazy. It seemed like if I'm a video girl, they'll want me if I'm a video girl. They don't seem to want a good Christian girl. I wish y'all would be honest with me. Who you ever been there? Well, like, you've been the good guy. You've been the good girl, and it seemed like everybody wants the raunchy, ratchet ones. Body, yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. All of that. I'm just... saying so Mary was like being a good girl's not working because I'm looking I'm looking at these other girls and they seem to have what I want so let me rebel let me go against what I know to be God's word to get the more you want more money so rather than doing it God's way you do it the Nino Brown way you got to Google who Nino Brown was. He's a movie character. And so rather than using your business sense to build a business, you build a business that's not really supposed to be a business. So you start hustling. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. 
you start running cable cords from your house to other people's house, y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. Y'all ain't gonna talk. So she wanted more, but to get more, she rebels. And if we're honest, all of us have done that. Because in our pursuit of more, we say, well, I'm going to do it this way. And God knows my heart. And God says, listen, I know your heart. I'm the only one that knows your heart. But what's dangerous about the way you're doing it is whatever you do when you're rebelling is going to be painful. Rebellion, listen to me, always ends in pain. What is rebellion? To go against what the word says. Let me give you an example. So, so you want more. So to get more, you figure, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. I'm just going to be stone cold. I'm done. I ain't fooling with people. I ain't forgiving nobody. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. So now you ain't forgiving nobody. And so now you walk around with a stank attitude. And so now y'all ain't going to talk. And so now, so now God is like, listen, I can't, I can't. You want me to work with you? Don't nobody want to work with you. All that attitude on you. So what happens? Look at the scripture. So what happens? So to get more, you think you're getting more by giving people less. I ain't forgiving nobody. I'm done with people. I'm done. And God is like, okay, but listen, but you're called to people. Everything you do is going to involve people. So if you don't learn how to deal with people now, they going listen, you're going to have to learn now or later. You, you pay now, you pay, listen, you pay now or you pay later. You pay later, you pay greater. I'm going to back that thing up. So you get it. You pay now or you pay later. You pay later, you pay greater. So to do that, you rebel. And when you rebel, what happens is whatever you do is going to create pain. So in you being a stone cold, you stone cold, you ain't forgiving nobody, you're done. What happens is you're going to create pain. So when you create pain, what happens next is that as you get out of that pain, there's going to be residue left. And the residue of a painful experience is called bitterness. This is why you have many bitter Christians because they are like Mary. They want it more, but they rebel to get it. Because I need you to know she's a believer. This ain't no unsaved girl. This is the girl up in church every week. This is the girl at the door. Y'all ain't said nothing. This is the girl standing on the stage with the mic. This is the girl sitting over there on the guitar. This is the girl, this is the girl in the kids, uh, 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 Harvest Kids. This is the girl serving. Why is that important to understand? Because you can love God and still be frustrated with where you're at in life. Come on. Let's talk. You can love God and still be frustrated about what's going on in your life, but I need you to rejoice tonight. Why? It's about to pay off because your next 12. Come on, Facebook. Your next 12 are going to be your best 12. Somebody holler, it's about to pay off. Say it again. Say, it's about to pay off. So look, so look, so look. So she's bitter. So when the angel goes to meet her, this is her state. She's rebellious and bitter. When you have thought for years of marriage, this innocent little girl. By the way, she ain't no virgin no more. That's we don't want call. We don't call her the Virgin Mary. She ain't no virgin no more. And you have to be one to be called one. Just for all my those of you that come from Roman Catholic background, you know, why don't we have her with the baby Jesus? Because Mary is a woman. She's not God. All right, all right. There's something called Mariology. That's the deification of Mary. That is to make her equal with Jesus because she bore him. Some of you need to hear me. You're going to bear stuff that's bigger than you. And what you bear is going to outlive you. Let's go. 
He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I, So, 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 so this is Mary. So when the angel comes to Mary, the truth is she is a woman that has been rebelling and now she's bitter because she wanted more. And when the angel appears to her, look at verse 28. The angel appeared to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Now, wait a minute. How am I highly favored? And the Lord is with me, but I'm frustrated. How am I highly favored and the Lord with me and I'm bitter? How am I highly favored and the Lord with me? And the truth be told, it's a few things going on in my life I don't want nobody to know now about. I'm just letting my arm hang right there until y'all respond. It's just, just a rocket and shake it. Shaking and rocking. The angel appears to her. The man of God appears to her. Gabriel, the man of God appears to her and says, Hello! You. Say you. You. Who are highly favored. In other words, this ain't regular favor. I, I'm going to throw this mic. Wait, wait a minute. Favor means preferential treatment. The angel says, You don't just have preferential treatment. You got extra preferential treatment. I need, let's practice. Let me, let's practice. Everybody in this building, everybody online. The angel came and said to her, greetings, you who are highly favored of the Lord. Your praise should be greater than that. Why? I'm not just favored. I'm highly favored. I'm not just being treated better. I'm being treated way better. He's been better to me than I've been to myself. He says, you are highly favored. This is not regular. And for some of you, your problems haven't been regular because your favor isn't either. Everybody else is giving you these little testimonies about it happened this fast. It happened this, 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 that. And you're like, God, dog, when is it going to happen for me? Let me help you. The greater your frustration, the higher your favor. How do I know how favored I am? Because I see how frustrated I was. How do I know how favored I am? I see how many obstacles were coming against me. And the people next to me seemed like nothing blocked them. Nothing stopped them. But I had to deal with hell every day. Why? I am highly favored. You, don't, you can't even recognize favor absent frustration. I'm going to back that up so you get it. You can't even recognize favor absent frustration. Notice, he didn't go tell the other girls that had the regular life that. He only told this girl that wanted more. So she rebelled and she was bitter. And when he came, the Bible says that she was really concerned about the type of greeting he was going to give. I cut it out for the sake of time. But in between these verses 28 and 31, she was concerned because she thought the angel was about to come get her because she'd been wilding. Translation, she's been doing her own thing, her own way. She's been living ratchet. She's been living ratchet. And in her ratchet living, hear me, in her ratchet living, she knew that the angel had the power to destroy. Everybody listen, everybody listen, everybody listen. Because she's read in the Bible where when the angels came, they had the ability to destroy cities. 
She's read in the Bible that when the angels came, they had the ability to destroy cities. They had the ability to smite people. They had the ability to kill. They had the ability to slay whole cities. So when the angel shows up, she's like, I think he's about to get me for what I've been doing. You'll catch it in a minute. I think he's about to get me for what I've been doing. I think he's about to get me for what's been going on. And instead, the angel says, you know what? I, we should be here to talk about what you've been doing. But guess what? God saw the why behind your what, and he's choosing to reward your why. This is not an excuse to wild out and act crazy. But sometimes God has to overlook your fault and see your need. Let's go. Sometimes he has to overlook your issue to see you as the individual. And so when he comes to Mary, he's like, Mary, hey, 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 Mary. He's like, look, look, I know you're scared because you know I could literally, I could take you down. I could, I, this would be the end of you. You've read where angels have come and killed. You've read where the death angel came and smoked whole cities. I'm not here to do that to you, Mary. And by listen to me, please listen to me. And if your praise does not reflect your response, I'm going to close this laptop and I'm going back to Atlanta to eat. Listen. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. There was a couple places I did not get to go. I'm just telling you. I can't eat after six. I just said I can only get so many meals in one body. So many meals. You ready? He said, we should be here to deal with all your complaining. We should be here to deal with all of your negativity. We should be here to punish you for your doubt. But God made a decision for you, Mary. He said, you know what? Listen, because you're about to go through some hell that's going to pay you back. Because what you're about to deal with, God is not a man that he should lie. Nor the son of a man that he should have to repent. You're going to reap what you sow. But Mary, I'm not here to judge you because you're going to go through some pain that's going to make you not act like that ever again. But I'm not here to tell you that you're about to be judged and taken down. I'm here to tell you that you've just been picked. I'm here to tell you, you've just been favored. And for somebody that was feeling like your life was about to go down, I need to announce to you, God says, baby, you have just been picked. I have picked you. You are highly favored. Highly favored. Highly favored. Highly favored. Say it. Highly favored. Say it. Highly favored. We should be here to take all your money, Mary. We're here to tell you you're about to own the bank. If y'all will free me up, I can prophesy and you me. I really have been pent up in this box since March. Ma Ma Mary, we should be here to judge you for how you've been acting. But instead, we're here to tell you, you didn't just want a child. We're about to give you something way better than a regular son. We're about to give you the king of kings and the lord of lords. In other words, what you're about to get is going to be way bigger than what you wanted. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, it's going to be bigger than what I asked for. Your problem is what you asked for was too small in the first place. What you asked for was too big. There you go. Greetings, you. Can I get you to say your name, please? Who are highly favored. Online, you type your name. You type your name. Somebody say, what's your name? You just need to tell them your name is so-and-so highly favored. Let's practice. What's your name? Put that highly favored on the end of it. What's your name? Highly favored. 
If you get a call with some negativity, you just need to tell them, let me stop you and help you because evidently you need some help. My name is Highly Favored. Greetings, you who are highly favored. Look at me. The Lord is with you. Why did he tell her that? Because she felt like he wasn't. She felt like he was with all of her friends but her. She felt like he couldn't be with me if I'm going through this. He couldn't be with me if I'm feeling lonely. Let me come down your street. He couldn't be with me and I'm dealing with these challenges. He couldn't be with me and we're dealing with this. I, I, thought, I, I thought all things new. And God says, yes, I have been making all of it new, including you. Somebody say, the Lord is with me. Here it is. And if God be for me. You better act like an owl. Who would dare be against me? So look, so look, verse 31. Behold, you will conceive and give birth to a son. And let me tell you what you're going to name him. You're going to name him Jesus. You're not going to name him Joseph, as Hebrew culture would suggest. You're not even, look at me, you're not even going to be able to name this after the old. I'm about to expand your vocabulary. Because the truth is, some of you, you're not scared of new, you're just afraid of old pain. And the new that's in front of you looks like old pain. He says, so you ain't even going to name this based on what's been here. You were conceiving and birth to a son, and you're going to call him Jesus. Somebody say, Jesus. I just own three. I need us to holler that name in this building and online. And after you holler that name, put a praise on it. One, two, three. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Jesus. Let's go to work Wednesday. Verse 32. Now you wanted a regular son. You wanted a regular company. You wanted a regular business. You wanted a regular family. You wanted a regular life. Look, that's not what you're having. You wanted regular finances. You said, I just want to be comfortable. God says, that ain't what you having. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, it's bigger than that. I, you just wanted some regular friends to go to brunch. Well, you can't go to brunch now in Denver, but to go sit outside in the cold with so your food get cold and your fries are cold and ain't even enjoyable by the time you eat it. Listen, he will be great. <laughs> say bigger. Now, it's easy to talk about that in church because we shout on the big. Here's what that means, Mary. You're going to have to learn how to carry bigger. He will be great, and look what they're going to call him, the son of the most high God. The Lord God will give him a throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob his kingdom will never end in other words he says this is not only what you prayed for 
this is more. But listen, this is why I pray you stop missing prayer. This is why I pray that if you miss prayer, you go back and look at the replay. This is why I pray you adjust your life around prayer. Why? Because he wants to give me more than what I prayed for. But he can't give me more than what I prayed for if I never prayed for. Say, it'll be more than what I prayed for. You just asked to get the student loans down a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Say, it'll be more than what I prayed for. You ready? What is the testimony we just read? You just wanted the $38 C. He said, if you will give me that, I got a $10,000 release. That's what we just read. 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 And you are blessed to be a blessing. So let's go. Verse 38. This is Mary's response. I am the Lord's servant. And Mary, uh, Mary answered that way. May it happen to me according to your word. Then the angel what left. So after he gives her the word, then he leaves. Listen, Mary heard the word, and you'll remember on Sunday, remember on Sunday and last Wednesday, I showed you Mary's song. We're not going to go to her song tonight, but I showed you her song. And Mary heard the word in the first line of her song. She says, my heart will praise the Lord. Mary heard the word, then welcomed it with praise. One of the reasons that when I'm preaching, I invite you to praise is not just to fill space or fill time. It is so that once you hear the word, you can welcome it. When the word is introduced to you, it's like seed, but it needs to make sure it finds a womb that's warm. I need you to keep. When the word is released, it needs to make sure it finds an environment that's not going to sit there skeptical of it and cynical of your God has never failed. Your God has never lied to you. So he doesn't need somebody that hears the word and says, nah, I don't know. He needs somebody that hears the word and says, ah, my next 12 will be my best friend. He needs somebody that will respond with a praise. So the reason I have you do that is so that you can follow the pattern because the patterns never lie. The patterns never lie. Mary welcomed the word with praise. Say, I'm putting the praise on it. Just the voices in this building and online. If you believe that your next 12 months are going to be your best 12 months, I need you to welcome that word with praise for five seconds. Just the voices in the building and online. Go. Five. Go. Hallelujah. Hey, y'all Glory to God. Four. Glory to God. Come on, Atlanta. Come on, Chicago. Come on, L.A. Three. Two. One, everybody shout my next 12. Shout it again, my next 12. Shout it again, my next 12. Say, will be my best 12. We welcome the word with praise. Like, welcome it. God don't want to bring you good news. For I don't really believe it. Okay, well, then you're going to have what you said. You're going to have what you responded with. You responded with nothing, you will have nothing to hold. But if you respond with praise, when he drops it on you, you're going to say, oh! This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. For some of you, before December 31st get here, I need you to get your praise ready, because you're going to have a whole lot of... 
You're going to have a whole lot of dancing moments. You're going to have a whole lot of shouting moments. And people are going to say, you were crazy for shouting like that in church. You were crazy for running like that in church. But baby, I was putting the praise on it in advance. It was my down payment on what God's about to do. Fear, you about to lose your job. Doubt, you about to lose your job. Anxiety, you about to lose your job. Panic, you about to lose your She welcomed it. And I know sometimes you can feel like all we're doing is sound. You know, no, no. I've told on praise before. This is literally a weapon of warfare. I've taught you before on the different, uh, the different meanings of praise and what they mean. And there's so many. And when you shout, you're calling things into order. When you lift your hands, yada, toda, you're releasing something, you're receiving something. When you, sh when you leap, uh, watch me, that's a form of praise. When you dance, that's the kara. When we sing together, that's tehillah. Then God says he's, in, he's enthroned on the tehillah or the singing of his people. So why do we sing together? Because that's when the king says, let me take a seat. What they doing? What they doing? What they doing? What they doing? This is literally how we win. And you're like, but that don't make sense to me. Watch me. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. In other words, they're not natural and they're not normal, but they're mighty in God. In other words, you wouldn't understand why I'm shouting because you're going to keep seeing what you've been seeing. But my shout is making sure that in my next 12, I don't see the same help I saw in my... So for those of you that are a bit more cerebral and scholastic, I understand that. But I want to challenge you to do like Mary, receive it with praise. Because if you want God to do something bigger in your life, he says, I need you to receive this with praise. Because if all you do is just, I don't really know, I don't really, or praise him. God is like, okay, well, that's all you're getting. But when you hear a word and you, ah, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. What am I doing? I'm running out of what was and running to into what God is on. One more time, say my next 12 will be my best 12. All right, here we go. Luke 1, Mary said, my heart praises the Lord. So she welcomed it with praise. Here's the second thing she did. She changed her attitude in advance. So when you hear a message, it's designed to change your attitude in advance. She's been frustrated. So here, here let me tell you how some of y'all do. You, you hear a word. Some of y'all sitting at home right now. Yeah, I hear what he's saying. Yeah, my next 12. He right. That's right. That's right. And God says, I need to change your attitude. Your attitude is your settled way of thinking. What does settled mean? You allowed it to get that low. And your altitude determines your, or your attitude determines your altitude. You can never go higher than your attitude allows. Say, Lord, change my attitude. I pray you have a positive attitude. I pray you have an attitude of faith. I pray that your settled way of thinking looks at a negative and say, God's going to make it a positive. I pray that you would have the opposite of paranoia. It's called pronoia. What does that mean? I believe there's a conspiracy in the world to benefit me. How do I know that? Romans 8, 28. All things. All things. 
even the stuff that didn't make sense, the stuff that hurt, the stuff that was painful, all things are working together. Changed her attitude in advance. How do you know she did that, Bishop? Here it is. It's right there, verse 47. My soul is glad because of God, my Savior. So, mind, thoughts, will, emotions. All of that makes up your attitude. She said, my attitude, y'all ready, is glad. I need you to wake up in the morning and not like, here we go. Here we go again. Here we go. Uh-uh. I, I need you to wake up in the morning like, oh, uh, uh, I'm still here. <laughs> Hold on, let me put that foot out. Oh, uh, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I'm going to rejoice and be made glad in it. He made the day. Which means everything I face today, I'm glad about it. She said, my attitude is a good one. I'm glad. Somebody say, I'm glad. Because of God, my Savior. Why is her attitude better? Because he said, he, he didn't forget about me. Look on the screen. He remembered me. Somebody said, he remembers me. Because he remembered me. Uh, uh, um, his lowly servant. From now on, look at the next part, everybody going to call me happy. Because I'm Because I'm Sing the song. Say it. Sing it at home. Y'all sing the song. Everyone, because <laughs> listen. Look, Mary said, from now on, people gonna call me happy. Look here, y'all be fine fishing the morning next time y'all ain't sing that song. Huh? Just telling you. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> fine fishing the morning. <laughs> everybody look. Say, everybody gonna call me happy. Now look, now look, what does that mean? That everybody around you sees your stink attitude. Everybody can see your attitude. And check this out. Everybody can see your attitude. And the same ones that saw you sad, they're going to look at you and say, wait a minute. Where's all this from? You must got somebody. No, baby, I learned how to be happy. You must have just got a check. I'm happy with, y'all listen. Baby, I'm happy with me, myself, and I. I'm happy with what God has. Shout, I'm happy. In other words, she's like, I'm good. Not because of Joseph. Listen to me. Because too many of you, you attach your happiness 
to other people's. And the problem is theirs is up and down. So you walk in there, and if your friend ain't happy, you're like, oh. Look, you better walk in there and tell your little stink. Excuse me. Look, I don't care if you ain't happy. I am. So listen, you better get it together, or you can walk out the room. I ain't leaving. You can walk out the room. Why? Because I'm happy. Not because of who's around me, not because of what's going on around me, but because God has not forgotten about me. Notice she's happy and doesn't have anything yet. She's happy and does not have what the promise was yet. She says, watch me, I'm happy because I got a word. I'm happy because I heard in church my next 12 go be my... That's what I ain't even seen it yet, but I'm happy about it. I haven't even possessed it yet, but I'm happy about it. Now on, everybody going to call me happy. So then what does that mean? Here's the next thing she did. She let his word settle her. Look at verse 49. Because of the great things the mighty God has done for me. Wait a minute, Mary. He hasn't done anything yet, but give you the word. What do you mean what he's done for you? He didn't do anything for you, but say he's going to do something for you. But he's not a man that he should lie. No, the, so if he said it, I believe it, which means the moment he said it, as far as I'm concerned, it's done. Whoop. The moment he said it, as far as I'm concerned, it's done. Can you please open your mouth and make this declaration and say it's already done? So when his word says I'm the head and not the tail, as far as I'm concerned, I don't care if I'm at the back of the line. All I need to know is eventually the line going to turn around and be going that way. I ain't going to have to go that way. He's going to make the line turn, and that's going to be the new head of the line. He makes me the lender and not the borrower. What does that mean? I don't care if I'm borrowing right now. Eventually, I'm going to be the bank. I He didn't do anything. Look at what she said. Please look at the screen. What the mighty God has done for me. He didn't do anything. Except tell her through a man of God, he was going to do something. That's all he said. I'm going to try one more time. I know y'all and some of y'all are like, Bishop, it is the word, but I need you to make sure that you get your praise right, right around this one. What is today? The ninth. That's the birthing number. Let's go. I need you to make sure that you got your praise ready because many of you, you're going to be having celebrations from this day forward. Please, on the count of three, just say my next 12, my best 12. One, two, three, my next 12, my best 12. He's already done it, already done it, already done it, already done it. Say it's already done. So look, he didn't do anything but give her a word. And then she says his name is holy or distinct. From one generation to another, he shows mercy to those who honor him. That little line in her song, this is part of her song, is how we know Mary was wilding. Because you don't need mercy unless you've been out there doing some stuff. Mercy is when God blocks the negative stuff we do deserve. See, mercy is when you've been, can I be super like, no. See, mercy is, is, is when you laid down with some folks and you should have got up with something. See, y'all don't want to be real on no Wednesday. 
But mercy says, look, truth be told, you should have, but I blocked. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. You should have died in that accident because your seatbelt was not on. And mercy came in and said, we're going to watch me. We're going to let an angel come and hold you in the seat. Corona could have took you out. Matter of fact, at some point around day 10 or 11, you thought it might take you out. And then all of a sudden, mercy said, you shall live and not die. You are not done yet. You are not done yet. All right. All right. Well, so what happened next? She recognized mercy. Listen, Christians, be careful that you don't become so arrogant that you don't recognize mercy. What you have is because of mercy. What do you mean? See, grace gives us the good we don't deserve. Mercy blocks the bad we do deserve. If there's no mercy to block the bad you do deserve, then you'll never enjoy the grace you don't deserve. I'm going to say it again. If there's no mercy to block the bad, you do deserve. You made some bad financial decisions, but mercy stepped in and said, ah, I got you. You made some bad friendship decisions, but mercy stepped in and said, uh-uh, listen, that could have been your takedown, but instead it's going to be your come up. If there's no mercy to block the negative we do deserve, then, then, then we can never enjoy the grace that we don't deserve. Y'all still with me? So she recognized it. Say, Lord, I recognize your mercy. Active in my life. I recognize it. Sometimes we don't recognize it. So you have to go through more storms because you think it was you. I'm so glad I got a good business mind. Boo. I'm so glad I'm so wise. I'm so glad I'm so smart. I'm so glad I'm so this and so that. And God says, this is because of my mercy. And here's the, here's the thing. When you think you've used it all up, new, every new morning, what do I get? New mercy. Which means in case you feel like you used up your Wednesday mercy, if you'll stay faithful in God, what does that mean? On Thursday, I get a fresh batch. It's like Folgers. The best thing that's in your the best part of waking up is mercy in your cup. Say, Lord, I recognize. Like, you're not here because of how you, where you went to school. You're just not. You're not. You're not here because of how good you look. And that's why you, why do you need to recognize that? Because you will begin to look down on people. Because you think you got yourself to where you are. But how many of us know that everything that we have is only explainable by one name? And on two, I want you to shout it. One, two, Jesus. Right, look, look, verse 50. From one generation to another, he shows mercy to those who honor him. Now, Luke 1, 51 through 55, in her song, all start with this phrase, he has. He has. For verse 51 through 55, she says, he has done this. He has done this. He has done this. He has done this. But he did nothing. So let me challenge you. When you're speaking, 
check the tense of your words. So you ready? Because I'm about to shift you because I got you used to saying something, but now I want to put the principle in place. You ready? What does that mean? She spoke in the past tense about something that was about to happen. You're going to catch it. It's advanced faith. See, watch me. Level one faith says God's about to do it. Level two, le level two faith says it's getting ready to happen. Watch me. The level of faith that you're at now, it's already happened. Watch me. Say my next 12 were my best 12. in the past tense. This is advanced faith, which means when I speak, I'm not about to get the house. I already moved in. I'm not about to get the loan. I already got the loan. I'm not about to move. I've already moved. I, somebody say, I already did it. I already did it. Mary said, uh-uh, as far as since she said it, it's done. So I've already done it. I'm about to get this degree. Baby, you graduated. That's advanced faith. I can't wait until I'm healed by the doctor. Mm -mm, I am healed. I can't wait until I'm out of debt. Uh-uh, go advanced faith. It feels so good to be out of debt. It feels so good to walk and get what I want and not have to worry about what's in the bank. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Say it's already done. Can I preach like an old school preacher for a minute? Say it's already done. All right, let's stop because I got to finish. So that's advanced faith. Advanced faith operates. Can I teach for a second? I'm almost done. It operates from the, this principle. When he said it, that was done. So I've moved on. Everything that happens after he says it is just process. And I don't get afraid of process because when he said it, it was already done. So even if they call you and say, you know what, you, you, we can't get you, and, you and, and, and let's just use something practical. I don't want you to be materialistic with God. God is bigger than cash, cars, and clothes. So, but I'm just going to use that as an example so you get it. So if they call you and say, you know what, we can't get you through on this, on this, on this house loan. We ain't going to be able to work it. Say, mm-mm, rent it again. Check it again. Well, no, we've done everything we can do. Okay, that's fine. You're not the only one. Hello. Look, I'm going to need this done at this rate, at this, this, and this, this. Well, you know, what the other people say. It don't matter what the other people say. No just means not this way. You ain't the only way. He is the way. The truth and the light. Which means, watch me, uh-uh, this is just process. I'm not scared of it. I'm not scared of it because when he said it, it was done. I'm not scared of it because when he said it, it was done. I'm not scared of it because when he said it was done. I'm not scared of it because when he said it was done. This is more than just positive thinking or positive confession. Can I give you proof? Can I, can I just give you this little line and then I got to finish. I really got to finish. I really got to finish. I really got to finish. I got to finish. Y'all okay? You okay, Denver? You okay, Atlanta? You okay, Chicago? You okay, Miami? You okay, Dominican Republic? I, that's my, you know, just work with me here. I'm still on disc three. I promise you I'm going to get to disc four. I promise you. I, I'll be productive. 
Don't say busy. You can be busy and never be productive. <laughs> busy is like running on a treadmill. You put out a lot of energy, but didn't go nowhere. <laughs> now, faith is the substance. Well, how is there substance if it's not done? Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the, how is there evidence unless something's already happened? Let me talk to y'all because these people are saying that to me. How is there evidence unless there's already something that's happened? Investigators don't go to the scene of a crime to conduct evidence before it happens. They go after it happens. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence, which means that when he said it, it was done. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence, I can't see it, but he said it. I, I can't see it, but he said it, and when he said it, I know I'm going to see it. All right, let's move. Let's move. So then, what does she do next? After she gets the word, she goes to Elizabeth. Elizabeth's house uh, name in Greek, the language of our New Testament, means abundance. How long did she go there? For three months. She, what does that mean? She left her comfort in Nazareth to go to where Elizabeth lived. For how long? Three months. She changed, look at the screen, her normal to welcome the word. What have you changed to prepare for what he said? Don't tell me, don't tell me that you, God, and, and again, please listen to this. I'm only using this for an example. Do not reduce God to cash, cars, and clothes. I'm just using it because it's an easy example. Don't tell me you're expecting to be a millionaire and you have one bank account <laughs> at one bank. They're only insured up to 250 per institution. 250,000. So, okay, so y'all don't like this. This too. So you need four of them at four different banks so you can make sure your deposits are, y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. I, and I'm not saying reduce God to that. What I'm saying is what have you done to prepare? Don't tell me your next 12 have been your best 12 and you're not your best you. Say, Lord, I'm changing my normal. Come on, I got to finish. I got to finish. So then what did I teach you on Sunday? She goes into these warfare. So she, she welcomes the word, and we showed you how she did that. Then there was three levels of warfare. One, pre-birth warfare. Pre-birth was before Jesus got here. And I showed you what was going on with Mary and Joseph before Jesus got here, how he had resolved to divorce her. They weren't even married. And in his mind, I'm going to go through the motions with her and then get rid of her after we've done this thing publicly. In other words, I'm going to, watch me, I'm going to go through the motions, and she's going to think I'm with her, but I'm not really with her. I'm, ooh, 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 I'm going to lead her on to a place I know I'm not going to keep her in. Then you get to birth warfare. Birth warfare in Luke chapter 2, what ends up happening? While they're there, the Bible says they went to Bethlehem for the census. They weren't in Nazareth. And when they went there, nothing was prepared. Why? Because they're out of town. They're out of town on a trip. Could you imagine the most important thing that you're ever going to do is happening when you're not at home? I don't have the comfort of my kitchen. I don't have the comfort of my own home. I don't look. She can't go to her primary care provider. <laughs> or my health care workers. 
She can't go to her doctor. She has no help. Watch me. None of her family's there. She has no support. It's Mary, Joseph, and some stinking animals. The question is, whose animals are they? Which means they had to borrow somebody else's farm. They lied Jesus in a manger. Check it out. How is this supposed to be her best when she's borrowing? <laughs> How is this supposed to be her best when she got to use somebody else's? Y'all still with me? Come on, I'm about to finish. So what happens? So then they lay Jesus in this trough. Uh, the manger is a real nice word because that's not what it means. Manger is that you have a manger. You think, oh, Jesus is a manger. Manger was a feeding trough. Now, just imagine they didn't have power washers. I need to be very practical. The, you know, a power washer. Wash your car with a power washer. They didn't have that. They didn't have power wheels either. I just need to go here. Who, when you were a kid, it has nothing to do with the message. Who, when you were a kid, you wanted a power wheel? Okay, only a few. Okay. So, I mean, what's a power wheel? A little power wheel, a little Jeep. Beep, beep, little Jeep. I wanted a power wheel so bad. And one of my relatives had a power wheel. She had a, a, a white little Jeep power wheel with purple tires. And I wanted my own power wheel. And I had to ride her power wheel with the pink and the purple on it. But I'm riding on right now. Listen, y'all, listen. <laughs> this has nothing to do with the message. Let's get back. Let's be spiritual. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so look, no power watchers. Why am I telling you that? Because imagine the leftover waste that they're about to put Jesus in because she had no time to prepare it. Joseph is about to help her give birth, and he's never seen this done before. She hollering, he hollering. The animals hollering. It's a whole production going on outside. Watch me. In the cold. They're not in a heated environment. What am I trying to do? Paint the picture for you to get you to see that he's ready when you're not. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. He's ready when you're not. When nothing is right, that's when the time is right. Not all the time, but uh, most time with God. He's like, nothing is right about this. And that's when the Bible says, and the time came for the child to be born. Then I got you to this, the transitional warfare. Because they couldn't kill Jesus. Um, you cannot kill a Christian. We have everlasting life. So the only thing that happens to a Christian is when you exit the earth, you transition to everlasting. All right? I simplified a more complicated subject, but stick with me. All right? Say Transition. See, Christians don't doubt. Christians transition. That's why, that's why in the scripture they called it sleeping. Because the body is sleeping. Right? The spirit is in everlasting life. Now, 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 now look at this. John 19.25. Y'all ready? We're wrapping it up. You ready? John 19.25. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother. Okay? Now, look. She had hell to get him here. Hell birthing him. 33 and a half years of people talking about him. Your son think he all left. Your son think he the son of God. Your son think he did. Your child and the, and the Bible says she learned early on who he was. So that helped her handle what they said. 
Some of y'all, listen to me, parents, you better know what you have because if you're not careful, you're going to try to make them conform to a lesser version of who they're supposed to be. <laughs> he trusted you with him because he believed that you could get them to their full potential. He trusted you with your children because he believed, and for some of you don't have kids, but you got nieces and nephews and little play cousins. Look, now the cross stood Jesus' mother. Verse 36. Now these things happen so the scripture will be fulfilled. Not one of his bones will be broken. So I taught you on Sunday. Mary's looking at the cross. Mary's there. James, or John, uh, the beloved this, uh, uh, apostle is there. Mary Magdalene is there. They're standing at the cross. She's looking at her son. And really she sees nothing. You'll notice there's still nothing there. There's nothing there. So he said, Bishop, why don't you have a cross in the church? Because he's not on it anymore. He's not on it anymore. So, Bishop, what's behind you? Nothing. He's not on it anymore. <laughs> the, listen, what makes Christianity powerful is not that. What makes Christianity powerful is that there's nothing there anymore. <laughs> Muhammad is still in his. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Every other faith that has come, they're still in their grave. What makes Christianity Christianity is that where they tried to kill him, he ain't there no more. Just for those of you wondering, where are the crosses in the church? You should read your Bible. Hmm? Just, just read it, right? So check this out. She's looking, she's looking, she's looking, she's looking. There's nothing there. They were supposed to break his legs. They don't break his legs. They break the other two guys' legs. They don't break his legs because the scripture said not one of his bones was going to be broken. Why? Essentially, Jesus was saying, I'm working remote for three days. I'm not going to go in the office. I'm going to be working from home. In his case, working from hell. <laughs> Which for some of you, home and hell kind of feel the same sometimes. But not in your next 12. In your next 12, your home will be sanctuary. You'll go home and feel refreshed. You'll go home and feel strong. You'll go home and feel powerful. Now, now look. He says, I'm working remote for three days. And I'll be back. But here's the thing. Look at it. Here's the message. But don't call it a comeback. Why? I've, I've been here for years. What do you mean, Bishop? Here it is. This is the last scripture. And this is where we go absolutely bananas, apples, peaches, strawberries, blueberries, kiwi. I don't know about no pomegranate. No. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Pomegranate. <laughs> Y'all ready? Y'all ready for this? Say, don't call it a comeback. Say, he's been here for years. Isaiah 53 and 3. God, come on, Wednesday. Those of you in this building, your praise has got to match what we're about to read. Isaiah. Say Isaiah. Isaiah. Isaiah exists hundreds of years. Say hundreds of years. Before what we know as Jesus the Christ is born. You got it? Say Isaiah. I'm having you say it like that so you'll remember it. I want you to read what Isaiah says about Jesus. First line, he was despised. 
I'm going to throw this mic at you. I'm going to throw this mic at you. He was despised. What does this mean? Somebody say, check the tense. When Jesus resurrected, don't call that no comeback because when God said it, it was already done. When your next 12 or your best 12, don't call it a come up. Why? It was already done. It was already done. It's already done. It's already done. He was despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows and acquainted. He's not even born yet. <laughs> With grief. And this one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised. And we esteemed him not. Isaiah, how are you part of the we? Because here's how faith works. I'm already in that. Some of y'all better hear me. Why do I know my next 12 have been my best 12? I'm already in that. Already in that. This is advanced faith. That's why I saved it for Wednesday. Look, look. We esteem him not. Verse 4. Surely, please look at the screen. He has borne our griefs. They ain't put one slash on him yet. <laughs> but the scripture says, before the foundation of the earth, the lamb was slain. Which means God had already pre-decided that he was going to put himself in a body called Jesus and pay the price for us. So before he ever framed the earth, he said, I'm going to make sure they got a way out. What are you trying to say? What you're facing, you think God, heaven is like, oh, what are we going to do about this? And God is like, no, we knew this was coming before it came. That's why we got her ready. We knew this was coming before it came. That's why we got them to harvest. Why? So they'd be prepared with a word that was going to get them through. Somebody say it already happened. I look, 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 look. Surely he has born. They've not put one, one, one lash on him. He has borne our griefs and carried away, which means before I was sorrowful, he carried my sorrow away. Before I had grief, he, he, he bore it. That means he took it upon himself. Are you catching this? So when you're walking up on life like this, come here, when you're walking, Y'all with us? So you're going to be Jesus. I'm going to be me. Jesus, move over there. All right, here you go. While you're walking forward, he's actually walking the other direction. Uh-uh. Go back. Go back. Go back. You ever had deja vu? Deja vu in Hebrew, it means this. Hebrew and deja vu. Deja vu in Hebrew means this. It means my natural experience is intersecting with my spiritual experience that has already gone through what I'm going through and already won. So when I have deja vu, it's like me looking at me and something I already beat. It's me looking at, ah, 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 ah. it's me looking at me and something I already overcame. I need you to lift up your hand and say my next 12 were my best 12.
right? Check. Check this out. Check this out. Check this out. Check this out. Bible says he goes from end to beginning. I'm going from beginning to end. So Jesus is, he's, he's, he's already finished all of this. I need you to hear me clearly. He's, heaven is not panicking about Corona. Heaven is not panicking about what people are talking about and houses they're about to be put out of. You'll catch it later. <laughs> heaven is, <laughs> the one in Washington. Heaven is not talking about, heaven's not concerned about any of that. Heaven's not concerned. You said, oh God, what am I going to do? And God is like, for real? While you're walking from beginning to end, heaven is walking from end to beginning. Where is he going? He said, look, I've already done all that. That's why when you get to it, you'll, you'll know what to do even though you've never been in it. Why? He laid the path out for me. In other words, so all I got to do, watch me, all I got to do is when I get to that, he's already laid it out. Watch me. Go and lay it out. So all I'm going to do, watch me, is just follow. Because he's already set the path for me. Let's look at the screen. Here it is. Thank you. Thank you. It says, you good? All right. Surely he has borne our griefs carried away our sorrows, yet we esteem him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. Y'all ready for this last piece? Verse 5, this to shout. But we've been shouting all night. I know, but this the real shout, though. I preach way longer than I wanted to. Y'all okay? He was pierced. Everybody listen. Why didn't the angel judge Mary? He was pierced. For our transgressions. Let me talk over here. To transgress means to willfully deviate from what you know to be right. When the angel showed up, he didn't judge Mary because he was pierced. I'm going to try over here because these people ain't talking to me. He was pierced. Ain't even been put on trial, but he was pierced. They've not ripped his beard out yet, but he was pierced. Okay. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities, generational curses. God says, I crushed him so you could be a curse breaker. And I crushed him before he was ever born. Yeah, oh, God. Okay. I got finished. I got finished. Y'all all right, digital? All right, here he goes. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. Watch the change. And with his stripes, watch the change, we are healed. <laughs> Come on, be a good class. He said... Everything that I've already done before I did it was so that when you are in your now, I've already paid for your now and your next. I'm going to back that thing up so you get it. Why am I not worried? Because he's already taken care of my now and my next. 
He was pierced. He was wounded. And with his stripes, I am healed. It goes from past tense. Watch the change to present tense for something that hasn't even happened yet. You see this? He goes from past tense for something that hasn't even happened in the future to prepare something for now. So Jesus is like, don't call it a comeback. Why? Because he's like, look, I've already beat this. Everybody look at me. Please look at me. Please look at me. You have already overcome what it is that you have yet to overcome. I'm going to talk to y'all because this middle section ain't talking to me. You have already overcome what you ain't even met yet. I'm going to talk. Come on, middle. I'll come back to y'all last. Come on. You've already overcome what you've not even come to yet. Come on, middle section. Let's see. You've already overcome what you've not even come to yet. So why are you not worried like everybody else? I've already overcome this. Why are you not scared like everybody else? I've already beat this. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, 
I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.